I cannot believe that we are already in the month of June. I This year has absolutely flown by. And even though I feel like I say this every single year, but honestly, it just feels like it's going faster and faster every year. I don't know if that's because maybe I feel like I'm getting super, super scared about getting old and time is running out. But I don't know. I just feel like it gets faster every year. And I was doing my tax the other day or getting ready for my tax. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's June. So anyway, it's June. If you're freaking out like me, welcome to the club. But today I actually want to talk a little bit about um, something that's a little bit more practical. So we know now that every month I talk about a practical or a women's health topic on one episode. And on then on the other episode, we're talking much more about the business or the mindset side behind working for yourself or wanting to be a better practitioner. And on the odd occasion, well, we've had one so far interview guest, um, a guest interview, sorry. So they, I'm hoping to get more of those ones happening. However, I'm just sussing out who we want to have on the podcast. So stay tuned for those. But today we've got the practical topic. We're talking about um, embracing things that you tell your clients to do in order to truly connect with your client and then understand their pains and their difficulties. So I know that there's a couple of you listening to this, maybe a lot of you who probably heard me say that and went, you know, I tell my clients to do things all the time and I don't actually do them. So we're going to talk about this because you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, or you follow me on social media, you will know that I have been maybe dealing with or experiencing, shall we say, some chronic, like ongoing low back slash SI joint slash hip pain um, for what actually seems like forever, but probably about two years. This is the first time in my life that I've really dealt with something chronic in nature where I don't really know what is the problem and where it's coming from. It's daily, ongoing, annoying, like pain that moves around all the time. And I'm pretty sure it's just a whole bunch of muscle imbalance and tension and tightness from sitting and doing repetitive activities. Um, But it's actually been such a problem that it's become really evident that it's affecting my daily life and my ability to exercise and also do activities that I love. So flares up around motorbike riding time, can't really lift in the gym at the moment. It's a problem. Anyway, so I've had these, I've had niggling SI joint issues for like a while, Um, but it's been like a really big problem in the last two years. So I've had chiro appointments previously, like done some chiro treatment. I've done physio treatment before, but it was never really quite solved. And it was always like just niggly and it wasn't really like a big, huge problem. I was always really, really strong. So that really helped quite a lot. Anyway, last year, things got really bad and I actually started to do something about it. Um, And in the back of my mind, even doing something about it took me a while. But I tried an osteopath. Um, I didn't really gel with that treatment or maybe it was the practitioner. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't really get much out of it. Um, And then I also saw a Chinese herbalist, which was a little bit of a different route, but I'd worked with one before and this was like a new one. We did, we did a lot of things in terms of health. It wasn't just through pain management and back tension and tightness, but it was a lot of gut things going on and other health stuff. Um, And this definitely helped. Like it was really good. And I moved 
um, at the end of last year to a new town and I didn't find a new one. And so I kind of fell out of actually doing anything about it up until about two or three months ago. And I am proud to say I started my yoga journey. I've, I've been to yoga classes before, but like, you know, random. Um, but I started yoga and I actually had to sign up to a six month minimum contract. And that in itself, I was like, oh, what if I don't go? And then I was like, this is the headspace that like people don't want to sign up to something because they think it they might not go. And yet you actually need to keep doing it for six months to actually get results. So, you know, a lot of this resonates with the way I run my business. So this is why I'm talking about it. But I focused, um, I found this really, really awesome, amazing yoga studio in my town that actually focused a lot on the healing side of yoga and like connecting to like the physical and the mental and the emotional side of yourself. And at first I was like, I don't know if this is for me. It's pretty full on. Like I'm a little bit woo-woo, but this was like next level woo-woo um, or a little bit. Um, anyway, I really liked it. And I only go to the yin yoga class at the moment. Um, and I'm there in the hope that it will like help reduce large amounts of tension that I have. And I told her that when I signed up that I was here for like lots of tightness. And we actually, in the first class, she was actually looked at me and said, yeah, you're in the right place. Because she could just see that I was like the only person in the whole class that couldn't do the pigeon pose. <laughs> and all these other geriatrics were like killing it. Um, and she was, I think she was giggling to herself because I was actually so bad. Anyway, alongside the yoga, I've also started to see a myotherapist, which to be honest, I didn't really know much about um, prior to going. Um, like I'd always been interested in what they do, but I never really went to one. But I've had weekly sessions for about five or six weeks now, and we've been doing lots of soft tissue work. We've done dry needling, we've done some cupping. She does like all this weird stuff. Um, and it's helped so much so much. And the dry needling has been the actual game changer for me. And I actually hate it. <laughs> like I love hate it. It's, I'm so bad with needles. And every time I'm like, like a tense up and like my muscle do the jolting thing. And I actually hate that feeling so much, but it has been so helpful because I have an insane amount of muscle tension that she had actually said, especially around like my glute med area is like a rock. Like she was like, I can't even get the needle into this. And it's not even like, it's like grabbing on there. And anyway, we got through layers and layers and layers and it just felt incredible. And I had been trying to like trigger ball that for so long because that's where I feel like so much tension and I could just never get that deep. Anyway, it has helped so much, but so I've done yoga and I'm doing myotherapy and the last piece of the treatment I've been doing is following a corrective exercise program that I wrote. Now, this seems a bit silly because before this, I had been doing like bits and pieces of corrective exercise, like retraining things and like focusing on core and breathing and hip work and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I've been doing that for probably a year. So working away at it, but I've definitely not been consistent with the same exercises and then like progressively overloading those slowly. And at the same time, I have been like, I was randomly doing these gym sessions because I really wanted to lift weights. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to go lift weights. I'm just going to see what happens. Um, I need to get strong. And so I'd pick exercises and I, I would say in my head, 
I'm just going to do these exercises and not do anything else. And then I just get super into the exercise session and add all these other exercises and be like, does this feel okay? Does this not? And then everything would just flare up. Um, Deadlifting is an absolute nightmare for me at the moment. I just cannot do it without flaring up um, even a kettlebell at this point. And it's super frustrating because I used to deadlift in the gym. Like before I sort of left Sydney, I used to deadlift like 90 plus kilos for reps. Like it was such, I felt so good doing it. And now I'm like, oh, I can't pick up this barbell. <laughs> this is awkward. Um, and it feels so incredibly shit. Anyway, so sometimes, but like that was what I've been doing. But this time I have a set list of exercises that I've written down. I've literally written them on a piece of paper, like a blank piece of paper. I don't even have any other lines on it or anything. I've put it on a clipboard and attached a pen to it and left it sitting on my lounge room coffee table, like with with it just sitting there. So it stays there all day on the side of the coffee table or towards the wall. I have a yoga mat. I have a bolster which is nearly purchased now that I'm a yogi. I have a foam roller, a massage bowl, and that's all I have at the moment. But I have it all there, literally right in front of my face. Um, and I sit there every single day and I see this clipboard and I do the exercises and I tick them off on the sheet. And if I haven't done them, my partner can see. And he says, mate, you haven't done your exercises. Chop, chop. And I have to do them. Um, he's such a great accountable person, accountability. He's very good at accountability, very diligent in his own exercise. So it makes me feel a bit lazy, but anyway. Um, and if I think about not doing it because it's like literally right in front of my face, I feel really guilty. So I do them anyway, or at least start doing them. And then I find, you know, I move on. Anyway, so there've been so many lessons from this personal experience. And this has really helped me understand like way deeper things my clients might be struggling with. And this is what I want to talk about today because honestly, we talk like we're fitness professionals and we talk the talk and we're like, oh yeah, you got to do this and you got to do that. But I actually help a lot of EPs and personal trainers as clients. And they always say, I've been trying to navigate this myself and I've left it for years and I'm telling my clients to do all these things and I'm not doing them myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we are notorious for this. So anyway, I'll talk you through talk you through the things I learned. So I've been doing the corrective exercises for two weeks, two weeks yesterday. And it honestly feels like two years. Well, maybe not two years, two months of the same exercises. And like, I don't know if any of you have actually done this because like we're all pretty fit and mobile, but if you follow the same boring rehab exercises for two weeks, focusing on just like getting better at them, man, it feels like so long. And it really made me realize that without actually tracking them previously, before I sort of wrote my list and stuck it on my um, coffee table, I did not do them consistently enough to see any benefit in them. And like, I'm probably looking back and thinking, maybe I did them two times a week, maybe three, I'd throw in these other random exercises, then did a gym session and it just wasn't working. Um, and now, like I actually see clients every two weeks and I progress their exercises and one of the biggest problems for them is actually doing the exercise on the daily basis. And the ones that come back after their two-week block of exercise and say to me, I probably did them three times on the first week and then I did them maybe three times on the second week, maybe four times. I used to tell them, 
you need to do them more. Otherwise, it won't do much. Like we're in repetitive training. We're in neural training. We need lots and lots of exposure. And now I'm like, man, this is actually so hard to follow the same boring exercises that are really mundane. And I can really communicate with them. I get it. And it's hard. So (laughs) that's made me feel like a little bit more. I've also really appreciated the ones who have done it every day. I'm like, man, these people are dedicated. They really want results. Like I'm seeing who really values it more now than before because it's hard. Anyway, that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is in chronic conditions, those initial exercises often don't produce big changes in symptoms or pain of pain or discomfort really. And this is probably why I didn't consistently follow the same exercises before. They didn't really relieve the pain I had quick enough. So I thought they weren't working and then changed what I was doing way too quickly, um, which at the time I actually thought it was like I was doing them quite often, but I'm, I really wasn't because I wasn't ticking anything off and I didn't really track them. Um, anyway, I tell my clients all the time, the first block of exercises might not see many changes especially in pelvic health when you're really working on neural pathways and breath work and there's a large focus on retraining. So basically they only ever really feel like they're doing those exercises a little bit better within the first two weeks. Like some people see changes in symptoms, but the symptoms sometimes just don't change enough because their symptoms are happening at such high thresholds that we're not really even close to that. So um, yeah, I tell them this, I tell them that I'm expecting not to see many changes and I set them up for like success by saying like, just keep doing them. Don't worry if you don't see symptom changes, it's still doing something. Um, But when you're doing the exercises that are rehab based and you're not seeing any relief straight away, this is really, really hard to stay motivated to do your exercises. I mean, you kind of get some temporary relief initially, like straight after the program or during the program, but there's no like long lasting relief that just feels incredible for days on end after, which I think is why such manual therapy is like so preferred by so many people because like it gets such great relief straight away. It's like initial buy-in is so high, whereas exercise prescription is like, you have to do this for a really long time before you actually see long-term lasting benefit. People are like, oh, got to do this for so long. Anyway, so I get it. I get it. I get so much more from the mindset side of this whole, like symptoms aren't going to change straight away, rather than the science side where you kind of like know what's happening at the tissue level and you're expecting different adaptations, but that doesn't really come out in anything initially. Um, The mindset side, man, it's so much harder than, I guess what it seems. Um, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I'm two weeks in, like 12 weeks of corrective exercise <laughs> until you kind of get to like my programming gets to like the functional stuff at like maybe week six, seven, eight, depending on the person, like in terms of like starting to feel more like an exercise program. So it kind of turns into like a hybrid program halfway through the 12 week block and it becomes more like half rehab, half functional movement, which feels like a training session. Like that's when they kind of get like a bit excited. But just before that, probably at the four, after their four week, five week check-in, they're like, "Eh, I'm getting a little bit bored of these. Like it feels a bit mundane. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be that person that feels like this is so long. 
but I'm determined to stick to it and I'm sharing this story to keep me accountable as well. So if you feel like I might be dropping off on my socials, please send me a DM and say, are you doing your exercises? How are you going with this? But I'll um, try and share a little bit more of that journey on there. I haven't really shared much around it because I wanted to see if all of this was actually working first. Now, if you really want to be a great practitioner, get injured. No, no, I'm kidding. Don't get injured. Don't get injured. I've actually learned so much about myself, about how to treat people from my own injuries, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you have anyway. But it, it is really important to be able to have an idea of what things feel like that your clients might be struggling with to help find common ground and provide guidance for them. Now, this doesn't have to be the same problem or health condition. It could just be as simple as understanding the difficulty with following an exercise program that is corrective in nature every day that might not feel like it's actually doing anything. It might be understanding what it feels like when an exercise starts out feeling very unnatural and hard to be like hard to do to actually becoming more natural and more automated. We are exercise professionals. We're probably quite coordinated and we understand movement and we like it, but trying to explain what things should feel like and how they might have changed in a sense of feeling normal is hard if you actually haven't felt that yourself. Like now I'm able to like really say like it's going to feel more coordinated. It's going to feel like this. This is It's okay to feel a little bit uncoordinated at the beginning because it probably means you need it. So it's really a lot easier to understand that. Now, it might even just be about finding tips and tricks to stay accountable that worked for you, that isn't your typical behavior change strategies that you learned at university of recruiting a workout buddy and scheduling your sessions into your diary. Like that did not work for me. Like I didn't schedule my sessions in because my diary changes every single day. I don't have a workout buddy to do rehab. My partner is my workout buddy on the lounge at this point in time. And he also does some stretching sometimes at the same time I do mine. But I feel like a lot of people say, stick your program on your fridge and then you'll see it every time you open your fridge. But like last time I checked after dinner, I'm on the couch or I'm sitting in my lounge room, chilling out, feeling lazy, not looking at my fridge. So that is where I put the list because I see it every time I walk past. I see it when I sit down at the time when I'm probably going to be available to actually do the exercise. That's where it was. And that helped me so much more. And even having it just written on a piece of paper with a pen there with my exercise gear literally right next to it. Like there was like all barriers were removed for me to do that. So that tip and trick is now something that I share with all of my clients. Like where are you putting your program? Maybe print it off. Don't have it on your phone. Everything's digital for me. So they need to have maybe a hard copy of it. But those tips and tricks, man, they were probably more of the game changer than everything else to actually sticking to the exercise. Anyway. So that's other things you might feel. It might even it might even be like knowing what it feels like to be under more heavier loads for strength training, what it feels like to go to a failure or work just below a symptom threshold. So I work a lot with symptom thresholds. So a lot of my clients might be moving into strength training or running and even understanding what it feels like to say, like, I want you to load heavy and I want you to load just under that symptom threshold. And they don't really like like they don't really know what that means yet. And I don't, if I don't really know what it means, it's really hard to communicate that or know what that feels like. Um, it might even just be like, know what it feels like to cut back on the activity that you actually love in order to help moving forward. Like for me, I'm like, man, I'm not doing weights. I'm trying really hard not to do the gym session. I mean, it causes me flare-ups at this point in time. So it doesn't feel that great either. But 
if they're like athlete people or they really love sport, even understanding how to cut back or what it feels like to connect with them is really, I think, important as well. And it might even be knowing what it feels like to experience a certain type of therapy and the outcome that you would expect from that in order to recommend that they try it. So for me, myotherapy, never knew what it was. Now I can recommend it. Yoga, yin yoga versus vinyasa yoga, two very different things. When you say to someone, hey, you should start some yoga, they all go to vinyasa flow. And that is so hard. Honestly, half those type of, like half of my clients that are pelvic pain or pelvic floor tension do not need vinyasa yoga. They need yin yoga. They need nervous system regulation. They need long fascial stretching. They need to calm down. They need to feel safe in their environment and not like struggling with anything and causing all this other tension that they already have. So now I mean, I knew what yin yoga was before because I've done a couple of classes, but now I'm like, I've done like this for like almost three months now. And I'm only really feeling all the effects of this now. And that's been from like chronic conditions. So like, I'm able to explain that and share that journey with them. Now, as health professionals, I sometimes think we are worse than our clients and we tell them all these things that we should be doing and yet struggle to even do them ourselves. So I challenge you. If you are currently recommending to your clients to do certain things in their program or their life that will help them with their health condition or their injury or just their general fitness goals, but you actually struggle with this yourself, commit to doing something about it or something similar. Not only will it help you with what you are struggling with, but it will also help you professionally build better soft skills that might actually be things that are missing from your current skill set, which I think are incredibly important and almost more important than having the actual knowledge behind the exercise prescription. Soft skills, so important, currently underrated. So I challenge you, go and do something about it today. Well, that is it for today's episode. Make sure that you subscribe and share the show if you find this really helpful. I'd love to reach more people, like-minded health professionals that build a little bit of a community here around the podcast and my socials. If you're not already following my social media, head over to her.education underscore and give me a little bit of a follow because I would really like that. And I also just love really connecting to everyone here and hearing about what you're doing and whether you resonate with this content as well. Anyway, thank you so much for being a supporter here. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you have a fabulous day wherever you are and I'm going to catch you in the next one. Bye.